Hey! 
Auto Plaza Direct King's Court starts now. on all points north, south, east, and west. We welcome you in. This is the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, King's Court, on kevinslaytonshow.com. This is where you hear the live version every day. And, of course, the podcast you can hear on several platforms, including this website here, kevinslaytonshow.com. Apple, Amazon, Google, Spotify, Anchor, any place you hear podcasts, you can hear our show and a reminder that at noon on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com, we do our Monster Energy Drink, STL-Cars.com sports show. And you can hear the podcast of that show on the same platforms, but additionally, 590TheFan.com. And we'll have Drinking with Coach Drink, our segment, uh, weekly segment this afternoon on the sports show. A lot of things going on in the world today, as there are every day. We were disgraced as a nation yesterday when Wuhan Willio Talabiden spoke in front of the United Nations, making a complete monkey of himself, stuttering, stammering, mistaking his words, whining about climate change and how he wants to work with China, the greatest polluter in the history of this world. This is this guy's a, 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 a brazen lunatic criminal. I mean, why else would you work with China on climate change if there was such a thing? The greatest polluter in the history of mankind if you weren't getting money and kickbacks from them. Biden has tapped that Chinese well so often, it's almost dry. The Chinese are going broke. And he wants to tap it again. That's all that message was designed to do. Incredible stuff when you think about it, but that's Biden. He doesn't care if you know he's a crook. It doesn't bother him and doesn't phase him. And I suppose why would it phase him when nobody ever holds him accountable? The answer, it wouldn't phase him. So we'll hear from him today and all of his mistakes You'll hear the cackler heals up Horace out there talking about climate change anxiety. 
whatever that is. <laughs> but basically, she wants you to be petrified of climate change. And by the way, people aren't having children today because of it. That's according to her. You don't believe me? Wait till you hear her. Biden wants more Ukrainian money, of course, so he can enrich himself and his cronies and his family further. I'm not even sure if he enriches his cronies anymore, just the family. And boy, once uh, Biden said that, Bill and Hildy were down the street one block away, and they wanted their share. You'll hear about that as well. Guess who else wants her share? Randy Weingarten. That's right. The head of the teachers union in Chicago is speaking at the Clinton Global Initiative Urge to Action Network. They stole that from Al Sharpton, the great tax evader himself. You'll hear from all of those people and a whole lot more this morning. (laughs) But you'll also hear of a tremendous event that took place at Auburn University. It was spectacular. I don't know if you've heard about it. But about uh, 2,000 students and adults, some faculty, parents, were in the basketball arena for a religious event, spiritual event, Christian event, stunningly on a campus. And when it was over, one of the students requested baptism. Well, they didn't have a baptismal pool inside the basketball arena. So what did they do? They Inadvertently, not inadvertently, but they all went to a a big lake right off campus. And over 200 people were baptized. The head football coach, Hugh Freeze, baptized one of his own players. These are the kind of movements that, while small at first, mushroom, as long as they're allowed to. Now, let's watch and see how campuses around the country react to that. The clampdown is coming. The Nazis will try to silence that. You can almost hear it happening now. Don't you dare do that on our campus. You people are Christians. We don't like you. We like the Nazi things. We control you, don't you know that? That's the same voice that you hear from every college campus in this country now. except down at Missouri where Mun Choi is involved. But that's the kind of message you'll hear if that continues, that kind of abhorrent behavior, recognizing Christianity and getting baptized. You'll hear from a couple of students as well who took part in the event. Pennsylvania has announced that you are automatically registered to vote if you simply get a driver's license. Gee, I wonder why that happened. You'll hear about the timing of it from Kaylee McEnany today. You'll hear the goober governor of Pennsylvania rejoicing over it, falling over himself, because the truth is the guy that opposed Oz in the Republican primary in Pennsylvania and narrowly lost, who all the polls showed would have beaten Fetterman, has announced he's running again. That had to spur Pennsylvania into cheating mode. So what could they come up with right away? Well, how about we come up with immediate voter registration for anyone who has a driver's license? That means illegal aliens who are eligible to get a driver's license in Pennsylvania would now be automatically registered to vote. They have their ways. I'm telling you, the liberals will cheat at any turn. 
Whether you're watching them or not, they don't care. Because they know that nothing will be done to stop them. They know that. In addition, in Pennsylvania, as Kayleigh McEnany will tell you, more Republicans are now being registered to vote than Democrats. They had to do something. Had to. There was a murder in the stands at Gillette Stadium on Sunday night when the Patriots were playing the Dolphins. It wasn't gunfire. It wasn't a stabbing. It wasn't a bomb. It wasn't a terrorist attack. It was a Miami Dolphins fan who didn't like, I guess, a New England Patriots fan, punched him twice in the head and killed him. This is the kind of behavior that is in the stands now for two reasons. Alcohol, of course, and I don't know how much alcohol played a role in this one, but alcohol in the stands at games has become a major problem. You've got games like Colorado and Colorado State last Saturday played at 10 o'clock at night Midwestern time. They had college game days program on the campus in Boulder at 8 in the morning. The students were all out there. You can only assume they started drinking at 8 in the morning. By kickoff, everybody was polluted. Now, no one died Saturday night. But there were death threats made to a Colorado State player who intentionally injured a Colorado player. But the other problem you have is the thuggery that the fans witness on the field, and I mean thugs, and the kind of thug mouths that belong to players like Luther Burden at Missouri, have simply emboldened the fans, I suppose, to carry it over into the stands. And now we have a death. It's incredible stuff. You're going to hear from Charlie Hurt today how the liberals are the ones who are afraid of real actual democracy taking place. Remember how they scream and yell about Donald Trump is the death of democracy, but really they kill democracy themselves because they're afraid of actual democracy. That means allowing us to vote for whomever we want. The person we want, they want to put in jail so that we can't vote for. Actual democracy strikes fear into the hearts of all liberals. And this show dares to ask the question, who's the dumber? The liberal woman or her male counterpart? Well, I would vote that the liberal woman is the dumber of the liberal species because she is a person who votes for liberals while liberals continue the ongoing attack on women. And we'll get into that with a story from the Kansas City suburb of Oak Park. All of that and more coming away this morning, and all you need is to open that can of Monster Energy drink Get yourself that boost, that push, that punch of energy. Focus on your new meeting, the new job you've got coming up. You get your first meeting. You want to be focused. Monster Energy Drink helps that. A lot of companies spend all of their advertising money on ad agencies, TV commercials, billboards. That's not what Monster Energy Drink does. They understand that Monster Energy is not just a drink, but it's a lifestyle in a can. So what do they do? They support the scenes, the bands, the athletes, the fans. They have parties at their events. They bring your favorite bands to your hometown for a concert tour and stage parties and events around that. They relentlessly pursue victory. You'll be at your best with your Monster Energy drink can at the top of your game. It's the most badass energy drink on the market. 
for that matter, on the planet. Monster energy drink. Unleash the beast in you, I say. Well, what was I just talking about? Who's the dumber of the liberal species, the liberal male or the liberal female? Clearly, it's the liberal female. The liberal female could be one of the dumbest species on the planet. As they sit by and watch the war on girls continue unabated over in Oak Park, where Oak Park High School in Kansas City crowned a transgender as their uh, homecoming queen. Isn't that amazing? Four biological females were in the running, but the school decided it was the transgender who was going to get the crown. He, she responded, I'm so overwhelmed with love and gratitude, and it's all you're doing. I'm forever thankful you've chosen me to be your homecoming queen. Now, this is a guy saying this. It's just incredible. The whack job parents of this whack job went even further. The mother of the homecoming he-she said, he's a cute boy, but a beautiful girl. There's a lunatic. Debbie Hall is her name. Shouldn't have a child. I was up there with all the other girls, so I felt like a normal girl, he, she said. They think I represent Oak Park, and that meant the world to me. So if you're standing with a bunch of girls, that means you're a normal girl, according to this lunatic. And the liberal women who vote for these people who push this. It's not the first time for Oak Park High School in Kansas City. In 2015, a male was crowned homecoming queen. Not even claiming to be a tranny. That's how nuts that school district is. And they're nuts. One parent was appalled and uh, said she was disgusted by the actions. This continued support of the LGBT agenda by the school district. They say they're champions of all students, yet they embrace radical political statements like this. They're indoctrinating our children. They're placing certain student populations over others. Having two homecoming queens that are boys is a disgrace to the school's community. She's right. Now, what will the liberals call her? A homophobe. A white supremacist. So I've answered my own question. Liberal women are clearly dumber than liberal men. Because this is an attack on women everywhere, liberal or conservative, And yet liberal women endorse this kind of stuff. They endorse the people who do it. They vote for the people who push it. And all the while, liberal women are so damn dumb, they don't understand the war is against them. But they are that stupid. So liberal women get the nod today as the dumbest species on earth. When they're being attacked, they keep supporting it. You've got to look long and hard to find people like that. Who do you know that when they're attacked, they say, you know what? I support that. Liberal women, that's who. They're the ones. They support it. <laughs> I, mean, I, can't, I can't make this stuff up. You you think, you know what, Kevin? There's not There's no truth to that. You're making it up. You're making it up. 
you can't be serious, as the great John McEnroe said. You can't be serious. But I am serious. I'm dead serious. It's all true. Liberal women are the dumbest species on earth. They're the only people I know that when attacked, they don't fight back. They don't resist. They don't just roll over and take it. They encourage it. They say, bring us more. Attack us some more. Direct from the brain of a liberal woman. Now, women are going to say, oh, what are you? Anti-woman? I make my points with facts. Go ahead. Let's debate it. Liberal women support this kind of crap, and they vote for the people who push this kind of crap. That's a fact. So you can debate it until the cows come home, until you're blue in the face, whatever cliche you want to use, and I win. Because you can't refute it. You can't refute the facts I'm stating. I wish you could, because if you could, that would mean liberal women actually have a mind of their own, and they don't vote just like Stepford people for the idiocracy of liberalism. But unfortunately for me and anyone that thinks like I do, we can't count on liberal women to do that. They're too dumb. They're too dumb to know they're being attacked. It's incredible. The party that claims their opponents are anti-women are truly anti-women. In fact, they hate women. And they're proving it every time one of these stunts takes place. But, hey, that's nothing in comparison to climate change. I mean, come on, Kevin. The real issue of the day is always going to be climate change, isn't it? Of course it is. But the guy who talked mostly about it yesterday in front of the United Nations to further embarrass our country and humiliate us might want to read a letter that was written by the Attorney General of Texas, Ken Paxton, who was acquitted on all charges, impeachment charges against him. He wrote a letter about the sham impeachment. And in the end, he wrote this. Finally, I can promise the Biden administration the following. Buckle up, because your lawless policies will not go unchallenged. We will not allow you to shred the Constitution and infringe on the rights of Texans, you will be held accountable. So knowing all of that, not that he cares, Biden took to the stage at the UN where Donald Trump famously told the little runt in North Korea, Rocket Man better not be firing any more rockets. And that was the end of Rocket Man's testing. It ended right there. And yesterday, the U.N. showed us why the United States and the city of New York should no longer host them as their headquarters. It was an outright embarrassment what happened. No, I'm not talking about Biden now. I'm talking about the Israeli ambassador to the United Nations. He got up and walked out of the General Assembly to protest the Iranian president's speech. First of all, why are you allowing the Iranian president to speak at the United Nations? He's a murderer. 
He's creating nuclear bombs to murder more. Yes, the United States is giving him the money to do it. And yet all he did was destroy the Americans and the United States in his speech. But the Israeli ambassador had the courage, unlike the American delegation, to get up and walk out. But when he did that, he was detained by United Nations officials. He was later released, but he said he was detained with unacceptable brutality. His name is Gilad Erdan. Before he stormed out of the General Assembly Hall, he held up a picture of Masa Amini. That's an Iranian woman. She was brutally murdered last year by the so-called morality police in Iran for not properly wearing her hijab. Of course, that murder sparked waves of protest across Iran, which were met with brutal repression. Erdogan told Fox News Digital, the UN's lost moral compass was on full display today. Being detained for standing with the Iranian people and protesting a vile mass murderer who was given an audience on the global stage is utterly disgraceful. It's yet another example of the strong bias Israel suffers at the UN. Other ambassadors have previously held signs for ideological reasons, including in recent sessions on the war on Ukraine, with no repercussions. I will not be deterred and will always stand up for what is right and what is just. Where are the Americans on this? Silent. You have a visiting ambassador who is a is the strongest ally we have on our soil, detained by corrupt United Nations officials. Detained for what? He claims it was brutal. So there was physical violence involved, if he's to be believed. And why wouldn't he be believed? Would you believe a United Nations hack, or would you believe the ambassador to the UN from Israel? I'm on the Israeli side. Always have been, always will be. But who does the United Nations think they are? Why do we allow them to be in New York? Kick their asses out. Trump threatened to do it. He didn't follow through on it. He warned them if their behavior didn't change. Well, while he was president, it did. But now look, as soon as he's out, they go back to their thug behavior. The United Nations is littered with thugs. That's all it is. And they allow one of their chief thugs to address the General Assembly. Based on what? You give equal status to the Iranian murderers as you do to the United States or any other civilized country? I understand comparing Biden to the Iranian poobah is a bit rich. It doesn't really give us the upper hand as we would like it to be. But nonetheless, there it is. Good for the Israeli delegation to scream and yell bloody murder at the United Nations. The United Nations needs to be shuttered. It's a worthless organization, number one. But number two, it needs to be out of the United States. We don't want it. We don't need it. They do nothing for the United States. Absolutely nothing. If they do something for us, please let me know. Instead of having them here, we would not have to send the guy who claims to be president to the United Nations to speak like a doddering old man who can't follow a teleprompter, who makes climate change bizarre statements 
that only a buffoon would take seriously. Here's an example. For one day, for one day, my administration, the United States, has treated this crisis as an existential threat from the moment we took office, not only for us, but for all of humanity. So, Biden, how long have you taken it seriously? For one day. This is how stupid he is. He meant to say from day one. But he said, for one day, we've taken this seriously. It's a threat to humanity, he says. (laughs) I don't hear humanity rising up. Oh, my God, climate change. I hear a bunch of lunatics claiming it. A bunch of nutcases protesting outside of the Fox News building in New York, whatever that is designed to mean. No one could possibly know, of course. But I don't hear all of humanity quaking and wondering, oh my God, what will happen today? Climate change is going to kill us. But for one day, it, it concerned Biden. He's, I guess, moved on to other things now. He's still got countries to shake down, remember? And there's been record-breaking heat, according to Biden, even though that's a lie. Record-breaking heat waves in the United States and China. Wildfires ravaging North America and Southern Europe. Together, these snapshots tell an urgent story of what awaits us if we fail to reduce our dependence on fossil fuels and begin to climate-proof the world. Climate-proof the world. What do you suppose that means? This guy is a psychopathic dictator. He really is. He believes he is anyway. Climate-proof the world. Get rid of fossil fuels completely, that's what he said. Record-breaking heat waves and wildfires. You mean the wildfire that the government started on Maui? That one? You mean the wildfire on Maui that the government had the access to the water supply and wouldn't turn it on the fire so that people died and lost all they had ever had? You mean that wildfire, you jackass? You long, a lifelong criminal? You murderer? Biden, you had two murderers speaking yesterday at the United Nations. The Iranian Prime Minister and Joe Biden. I'm not sure who's murdered more people. Biden or that guy? They call him a murderer and they call what, what happens in Iran murders. In the United States, they call them casualties or unfortunate deaths. But they're really Biden murders. He's a murderer. He murdered 13 of our soldiers for openers. I don't know too many presidents in our history who've killed 13 of our own soldiers. Unless they were traitors. And of course, the liberals, when you have a traitor on your hands, you glorify him and you ransom other people for his release, as they did under Obama. Put other soldiers, true soldiers' lives at risk trying to find this loser and then exonerate him from his treason. He should have been hanged in public square so that everybody sees what happens to a traitor. And then you could hang Biden right next to him, two of the great traitors of the 20th century and now the 21st century. Record-breaking heat waves. Now, who does Biden want to work with to get rid of this climate issue that we face every day, this climate crisis? Well, the greatest polluters in the history of the world, China. Also, 
stand ready to work together with China on issues where progress hinges on our common efforts. Nowhere is that more critical than accelerating the climate crisis, than, than the accelerating climate crisis. The 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 the, the decelerating climate uh, the accelerating uh, I'm not sure whether it's accelerating or deaccelerating I don't know what I'm talking about <laughs> I have no idea you know James Woods the actor he's a staunch conservative like me he believes that Republicans are just as much to blame for all of this as Democrats he tweeted out yesterday. The true enemy of America is the Republican Party, surprisingly. The Democrats will always complain, grift, cheat, and gleefully ignore the law. Who will stop them? In a real two-party system, it would be Republicans. But they are weak, milk-toast losers who do nothing but talk. Have we not said that repeatedly on this show? Repeatedly? True. Can't deny it. Biden's talking about climate crisis in front of the United Nations while the thing he ignored is inflation right here at home where eggs are up 37% since he took office, milk is up 13.5%, poultry chicken is up 22.5%, bacon 11.5%, gasoline 61%. So Bidenflation continues while he claims that climate crisis is our greatest worry. Truly, our greatest worry is you. And dummies, because we have plenty of dummies in this country. I already mentioned liberal women who will vote for liberal candidates despite the fact that those people are conducting a war against the very women who vote for them. Second on the list might be unions. They may, in fact, be dumber. It's a toss-up. It's close. The UAW, in the end, I'm going to make a wager, will end up endorsing Biden even though he's trying to put them out of business. It's similar to liberal women. So the United Auto Workers and liberal women have something in common. They're neck and neck for the title of dumbest person in America. Because liberal women, as I've articulated, will vote for people who conduct a war against them. The United Auto Workers will endorse Biden even though he's trying to put all of their workers out of business and destroy their union. How many high-paying union jobs has Biden already destroyed? You know, the guy who's the friend of the unions. Every time I watch him go to some city with union backing and I see union members surround him and applaud him, I think, are union people truly the dumbest people ever created? And then, of course, I have liberal women. So I have to I have to dodge that question a little bit. I can't quite answer it one hundred percent, but it's close. It's probably too close to call. Liberal women, union members. Who's dumber? It's a toss up. It really is. But in case you don't believe in climate change or in case you don't believe in all the other nonsense that liberals try to spew because they never want to debate real issues with you, they know they can't. So they're going to tell you now, as they do all the time, about any issue. Fear is the key. They want you to live in fear. Because if you live in fear, then they can control you. They can make you so afraid of something that they'll tell you the only people who can save you is them. 
And of course, American people being stupid will go ahead and buy that bullshit and vote for these liars. For instance, Heels Up Harris wants you to think and be afraid of climate change because that's why you're afraid to buy a home or that's why you're afraid to have children, all because of the climate anxiety? I've heard young leaders talk with me about a, a term they've coined called climate anxiety. Period. Right? Which is fear right. of, of, of the future and the unknown, of whether the it makes unknown. sense for you to even think about having children, whether it makes sense for you to think about aspiring to buy a home, because yep. what will this climate be? <laughs> Don't you want to smack somebody who has that nasal twang? Uh, fear of the unknown. It makes people afraid to even buy a home. They don't know what this climate might be. They have climate anxiety. That's a new one for us. We made that up today. Climate anxiety. Young people have told me that. What young people? Mentally deranged young people? People like you? I want you to hear that again. I want you to pay special attention to her voice. How much do you hate this woman? I've heard young leaders talk with me about a, a term they've coined called climate anxiety. Period. Right? Which is fear of, of, of the future and the unknown of whether it makes sense for you to even think about having children, whether it makes sense for you to think about aspiring to buy a home, because yep. what will this climate be? You know what I would fear if I were a younger man thinking of having children? My fear of having children would be that people like her get elected. That would keep me from having children. The thought that she might, along with that nitwit criminal on top of her ticket, might actually get elected. That would keep me from having children. Or it would at least give me pause. I'm not so sure I would allow them to keep me from having children. But nothing else. Bringing a child into this world that they've created and taken over with their power grab, I think that's a real reason to talk about it. To wonder if that's the proper way to go. I, I wouldn't advise anyone on whether or not to have children. But she's such a blatant liar. No one, absolutely no one has come to her and said, you know what? Uh, let me let me see if I can get the nasal twang down. I I, think I, I don't want to have kids because, right? Uh, climate anxiety. I have climate anxiety. And I don't know what the climate might be, right? No one has ever approached her and said that. I don't want to buy a house. I don't want to have kids. I'm worried about the climate. If someone has told her that, that person should be locked away. Put them in a nut house. That's where you belong. I think we should have less prisons and more nut houses. Because we've got a lot of nuts. We've got a lot more nuts than we have hardened criminals funny but they're usually both liberals hardened criminals nuts liberals all works together hand in hand amazing isn't it truly is can you stomach that woman when she speaks god almighty doesn't someone tell her to knock that whiny jive bullshit off God almighty, who do you hate listening to more, her or Biden? Good grief. Here's a little more of uh, Biden wanting more money for Ukraine. Cue the Clinton crime family. 
I ask the United States Congress for additional funds to expand World Bank financing by $25 billion. If you allow Ukraine to be carved up, is the independence of any nation secure? I'd respectfully suggest the answer is no. It's not only an investment in Ukraine's future, but in the future of every country. I would respectfully suggest the answer is no. It's in the best. It's in the best interest of every country. I said Q. Bill and Hildy, right? Because he's talking about Ukrainian money again. Uh oh! All of a sudden, here comes the Haiti mission rearing its ugly head again with the great Bill and Hildy and the Clinton Global Initiative Urgent Action Network. Do we really believe we can make the future better? For ourselves and others or not. doesn't matter if I'm rich and famous and powerful. I can still make a difference and I can't let anything stand in my way. I believe their fight is our fight. Uh, their fight for freedom. So we have to stay with the Ukrainians. And it is really important uh, not to push, push them to negotiate when, number one, the person you negotiate with is not trustworthy. You cannot trust anything he says. Can you imagine a woman of her dishonesty and her lie-filled life calling someone else dishonest and that you can't trust a word he says? I would trust Putin over the Clintons every day of the week and a gazillion times on Sunday. I trust nothing out of any liberal's mouth, much less the Clintons. So what do they want? They heard Biden just a block away exhorting Congress for $25 billion more dollars for Ukraine. So here's how it works. The World Bank is in on it, too. The World Bank is a supporter of this Ukrainian uh, money grab. So what happens? Biden is telling Congress to give the $25 billion to the World Bank, who will then give it to the Clintons, the Clinton Foundation, the global initiative, who will then supposedly give it to the Ukrainians, or what's left of it, after the Clintons take their cut. Does anybody doubt that's how this works? Anybody? I mean, the grifters are out in full force when they hear that. Who else was speaking at the Clinton Global Initiative? Why, Randy Weingarten. In the last year, I've been in Ukraine three times, I and several of my other officers, And what we have attempted to do is to support children's education and support democratic principles. Because at the end of the day, if we do not do that in Ukraine, what happens to the rest of the world? They keep saying that Ukraine is the key to the rest of the world. When did Ukraine become so important? Rather than fixing the problems in your schools... On taxpayer dollars, she's traveling to Ukraine. Why? To get her cut, folks. That's where the money laundering goes on. These people don't just take trips to Ukraine. Why do you think Pelosi was over there? Why do you think Biden goes over there? Why do you think all these congressmen and senators go over there? Why do you think Randy Weingarten goes over there? Why do you think the Clintons show up there? It's money laundering central. That's where they show up to get their cut. She couldn't give a shit about schools in Ukraine. Give me a break. She doesn't care about schools in the United States. She cares about her fat ass getting money from somebody because she's an unbelievable criminal. 
She's also a psychopath who shows up at public events screaming bloody murder. She's a lunatic and a liar. And she's involved with the Clintons. What a stunner. And then you've got, as James Wood said, the cowardly, spineless Republicans like Mitch McConnell, who have no idea what he's talking about. He claims that aiding Ukraine is at the top of the Republican agenda and that Republicans like us, conservatives, want that. Molly Hemingway, is McConnell full of shit? Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell has said that funding Ukraine is the Republican Party's foremost desire. It's, it is. It's a. It's not true. It's not true of American voters in general. It's particularly not true of Republican voters. And it speaks to this problem that we're having that there's a sort of general lack of leadership in the Senate. It's true that they're the minority party, but Democrats, when they're the minority oh. party, are actually able to get quite a bit done. Mitch McConnell has been unable to advance the Republican agenda. He's been unable to advance or articulate what that is. And it's causing problems for people in the House as well. The House is trying trying to work on these on a spending bill and they've gotten no support from the Senate. Unbelievable. Thank you, Molly. Mitch McConnell. That carcass of a buffoon is still in power. Speaking as he does that he thinks he does for all of us that all we want is for Ukraine to get more money and more money and more money. Really? It's interesting, isn't it? Charlie Hurt, is it just the liberals who are in favor of this Ukraine spending? Sadly, uh, there are also some Republicans in that camp as well who get very, very spun up at the notion of spending more taxpayer dollars in Ukraine. Uh, but, of course, this is the Biden administration's war. Uh, the entire war occurred because of Joe Biden's uh, reckless uh, disregard for American energy independence, which jacked the price of fuel up and uh, gave uh, Vladimir Putin the money to invade a country that he never should have invaded. Bingo, bango, and bongo. It's, it's unbelievable. And when we listen to what's coming out of the House, how they're discussing whether or not to keep the government running, might answer would be shut the government down. Shut it down. And tell Biden until this crap ends, you're not getting another penny. Not another penny. For anything. Now, that's up to you. The next step is up to you. And of course, they'll try to spin it that the Republicans are hurting the elderly and they're not getting our checks out. But I don't think it affects Social Security at all. I think people who are taking Social Security would still get their money, even in a government shutdown. I think that's the case. So everything else, who cares? Stephen Malloy was on the EPA team under President Trump. Is all of this climate bullshit a war and this Ukrainian bullshit a war on the economy? It's war against our economy. They want to shut down the fossil fuel industry. The Biden administration wants to have the banks um, loan money based on temperature goals. Meanwhile, they say that, you know, communist China's coal emissions are not a problem. And then you have Republicans in the Senate. If I was a senator, I would be burning the place down, making the point that the Biden administration is trying to destroy this country uh, through climate policy. But Republicans don't seem to be too exercised about it. No, they don't. All Republicans do is sit around with their thumb up their ass and do nothing. 
That's what they've always done. They do nothing. The first two years of President Trump, we had those rhinos stopping his agenda. He was still able to get some things done through his own magnetism. But the Republicans tried to block him too. Republicans are the do-nothing party. The Democrats are the lawless party. One wants to destroy the country. The other ones want to preserve it, but aren't willing to do anything to preserve it. Except run their mouths. Republicans are good at that. They talk a lot and do very little. The liberals claim if Donald Trump gets reelected, democracy itself will end. Is that true, Molly Hemingway? Yeah, they're saying democracy itself will end unless they are able to prevent Americans from voting for the candidate of their choice, which is a democratic <laughs> principle. But they are they are willing to do anything and the Atlantic is willing to do anything. During the first Trump presidency, they lied about Russia collusion. They participated in the Kavanaugh rape smear. They felt that these things were justified because of their hatred for Republican voters. She mentioned the Atlantic. The Atlantic has a writer called Tom Nichols who watched the interview that Donald Trump did with Kristen Welker of NBC News. He complained about her even interviewing Donald Trump. She insisted on treating Trump like an ordinary political candidate instead of the seditious menace he's become. This is what these people do. They're so afraid of Donald Trump. If I'm Trump, that I, that's how you get your jollies, right? I strike so much fear into those cowardly Democrat liberals, they can't stand it. They fall all over themselves. They break laws. They create indictments that are bogus and everybody knows it. They change laws. They do whatever they can to try to stop him from running, not from winning. They know he'll win. If they didn't think he was going to win, why would they want to stop him from running? Do we want to stop Biden from running? No. No, we pray that he runs. I pray that this decrepit old man makes it to the finish line so he can run. I'm afraid he's going to drop dead. Keep propping him up weekend at Bernie's. Take him to Bernie Sanders Beach House, one of the three mansions that he owns, the uh, socialist that he is. But I pray this guy runs. On the flip side, they will break the law in order to keep President Trump from running. Who's in fear of whom? And he knows they're in fear of him. And they're terrified of letting actual democracy take place, aren't they, Charlie Hurt? They are so terrified of actual democracy that they're willing to put somebody in jail or take him off the ballot so that people cannot vote for the person that they want to vote for. And the only way you can justify doing that is if you call it some massive uh, emergency that is an existential threat to the country and an existential threat to democracy as we know it, which is why, and of course, the, 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 they have to talk about that because they can't talk about any of the issues because on the issues, every, you cannot point to a single issue on which uh, Democrats have the upper hand over conservatives or Republicans. That's the problem they have. Now, here's the advantage they have. The American public is so ungodly stupid that they don't recognize that the liberals have nothing to offer on issues. They only use fear tactics. What do the liberals say over and over and over again? It's COVID. It's the destruction of democracy. 
It's Donald Trump being bad for the country. It's climate crisis. Every single thing they bring up is designed to stoke fear in you, and then they want to tell you that they're the ones who will make it better for you. If that's true, how come they haven't made anything better for you in the last almost three years now? How come? But liberal voters are too stupid to recognize it. Sadly, some independent voters are just as dumb. Just ask yourself, what have they done for you? The answer is nothing. Then ask yourself how they've harmed you, and you have a litany of things. But that's why the same topics are broached by Democrats all the time. The things I just mentioned, throw in a good dose of white supremacy and racism, of course, systemic racism, not just an existential racism. I think they're both there. That's all they ever talk about. Abortion now and then. Got to have that in there. They love to kill their babies. These are sick people, man. Donald Trump's correct when he says they're sick people. They're sick. MFers, man. They are sick. If you know a liberal, you know a sick lunatic. Beware. You know, people say, well, we should be able to have a conversation with a liberal. Well, go ahead. Be my guest. But you'll beat your head against the wall or you'll kill them, one of the two, neither of which is good for you. It's incredible because they don't care if you die, I might add. If you die tomorrow, the liberals don't care. You can take that to the bank. James Comer, what did the Bidens do, all of the Bidens, the grandkids, the nephews, the nieces, the kids, the wife? What did the Biden crime syndicate do for the money? And did Joe Pa, and I don't say that with any disrespect to Joe uh, Paterno, did Big Papa Joe know what was going on? The, the granddaughter didn't do anything to, to earn the money. The, the ex-wives didn't do anything to earn the money. The girlfriend didn't do anything to earn the money. Uh, so what what happened? What transpired to earn the money? That's what every American should be concerned about. That's why we are entering impeachment inquiry. We need all the tools necessary to get all the information because we followed the money and it's bad. Uh, the Bidens have received millions and millions of dollars from our enemies around the world and no one can answer one simple question. What did they do to receive the money? We believe that this was a very organized crime ring because the way the money was dispersed, the creation of all the LLCs and all the shell companies, and the way the money was dispersed to the various Biden family members, this was very organized. But what we've learned from our testimony, from our transcribed interviews, uh, from also from the emails and from the WhatsApp messages, that Joe Biden was very involved in this. He knew what the family was doing. He communicated with every single person that wired this money to the Bidens, even though he said during the campaign he knew nothing about it and never communicated with That's a big oopsie. And for those who keep claiming in the liberal media, well, there's no evidence. And for all of your liberal friends who tell you that, be prepared when you talk to one of your liberals. I don't talk to liberals. I don't have liberal friends. I'm too smart to do that. I have a family member who's a liberal. I don't speak to him. I'm way too smart to do that. I, I want to live longer, and talking to a liberal will shorten your life. I promise you. Even speaking to them will shorten your life. You can take also take that to the bank. 
So when they tell you there's no evidence, there you have it. And just for just to step up your game, the evidence is overwhelming, James Comer. It's overwhelming. The evidence is overwhelming. We have the bank records. We've published three bank memorandums. This first hearing, we're going to review the evidence because so many in the mainstream media want to want to take the White House talking points and say uh, there's no evidence. The evidence is overwhelming. But you look at Joe Biden, the communication where Hunter complained about having to give half his salary to Joe, the emails you mentioned where Joe's bills were due and Eric Sherwin asked Hunter Biden, when are you going to pay for the these bills, your dad's bills are overdue. So now wow. we're subpoenaing the personal bank records and we'll see where that takes us next. Why would Daddio have bills that Hunter's business partners are concerned with if it wasn't tied into the business? Has anyone ever thought to ask that? Why are Hunter's business partners so concerned about daddy's bills and that Hunter has to pay them? Because the businesses were paying Daddio's bills with the understanding that Hunter would pay them. Thus, Hunter's complaint to his own sister that I have to pay half of my income to Dad. Well, think it this way. It's so simple. Remember, there's no evidence. So Hunter Biden's income is all tied to these shakedowns of these foreign countries. He's on the board of Burisma. How did he get there? The old man fired the prosecutor investing, investigating Burisma. He gets deals with the mayor uh, of Moscow's wife, $3 million. He gets deals with China, several deals. All of this income for Hunter Biden, of, of which, by the way, he didn't pay tax on, all of this income, half of it has to go to Joe. Now, we're talking at least $20 million that they've identified and Hunter's complaining that half of it has to go to Joe. Why would half of it have to go to Joe if Joe wasn't involved in these Hunter Biden companies? If Joe wasn't involved in the illegal shakedowns, the the influence peddling schemes that the House Oversight Committee has uncovered. If Joe's not directly involved, that's what the liberals keep telling you. How is it that Hunter owed him half of his income? Has, have any of the liberals asked that question? The answer, of course, is no. But if I owe you half my income, there's a reason I owe it to you. What's the reason? We had an agreement. I'll use your name, Howard Cosell, to peddle influence for me with some of the networks that you're cronies with, they'll pay me money and I owe you half because I use your name. It's as old as the hills, this kind of an influence peddling scheme. People do it all the time. I just finished reading the biography on Joe DiMaggio written by Richard ben, Robert Ben Kramer. An excellent biography. It's a long book. But the Use of DiMaggio's name, the peddling of DiMaggio's name by a corrupt lawyer named Morris Weaselberg or something like that is outrageous. But it details how people will do that. They will use the influence of a big name to get millions of dollars in return. It's nothing new. The Bidens just did it in a very organized way. 
did it probably better than many have done it until they got caught, and now use the media apparatus and the hacks in Congress to cover for them. It's an incredible scheme when you think about it, that you could get all of these media people to go along. Look, either the media people are complicit in going along, and the senators and Congress people are the same, or they're monumentally, historically stupid. Is anybody that stupid? I know it's a close call, but ask yourself truthfully, is anybody that stupid? So the alternative, and there's only two, they're either historically stupid or they're covering for them. Now, what's in it for the media? What's in it for the political hacks who cover for the Bidens? Well, the political hacks, we know. There's a payday. But the media, I don't think they're getting paid. I think they're just stupid. They know that what they're doing is completely unethical, illegal, but they're not even getting paid for it. These dumb shits risk their lives for what? For a criminal, a crime enterprise that they're not participating in? That'd be like me asking to risk my life for the mob, even though the mob's not going to pay me anything. The mob can go pound salt. Why would you do that? Nobody would is the answer. So what's going on here? The answer, I believe, is the political hacks are that corrupt and that deeply involved. And the media lunatics are that historically stupid. I really do believe they're that stupid. It's hard to come to that conclusion that anyone is, but media people are historically stupid. And in this case, the level of stupidity is historical. They're truly that dumb. And you have some Congress people who are that dumb too. Sandy Cortez and her gang, they're that stupid. Schumer, he's a really dumb guy. So the evidence is everywhere. And the evidence against the FBI is everywhere. Christopher Wray was summoned in front of Congress again. Wesley Hunt, a Republican black congressman from Texas, laid it all out for Christopher Wray right in front of him. Here's what the American people know and believe about the FBI today, sir. If you are a Trump, you'll be prosecuted. If you are a Biden, you'll be protected. And the American people that I represent are sick and tired of this double standard. It seems like every single hearing that we have in this room, we talk about the two-tiered justice system of Biden's DOJ and the FBI. And as we were talking earlier, here we are again. President Trump endured an unprecedented raid at his home in Mar-a-Lago. President Biden's home, however, was respectfully browsed. President Trump is facing up to 400 years in federal prison for allegedly being in possession of classified documents he obtained as the commander-in-chief of these United States of America. And meanwhile, President Biden is facing no charges for the classified documents he had held at his time as a senator and a vice president, not the president of these United States of America. And last I checked, he had no legal authority to declassify those documents. Pretty cold and cut and dried. But Ray just sat there like the idiot that he is and the fraud that he is and the liar that he is. 
Those are clear facts. Wesley Hunt articulated the facts as everybody knows them. They're sitting there for anyone to look at. We all know they're there. We all know those things happened. He didn't even mention the raids conducted on a pastor's home, Roger Stone's home. While no such raids were conducted against anyone in the Biden sphere of influence. None. Not one liberal, not one Washington liberal has ever done anything wrong in the eyes of the Department of Justice and the FBI. Can you imagine that? That's what they expect you to believe. Because Christopher Ray says, you know, we do all of these things by the book. We follow the facts where they lead us. And yet the facts never have led them to any Democrat or liberal doing anything wrong. They're the purest group of people on earth. Nothing wrong. And even when they are confronted with all of the wrongdoing of the Clintons, well, you know, we shouldn't involve ourselves in the election. And that was it. What happened when the election was over? Why didn't you involve yourself in prosecuting the Clintons then? Because you're corrupt. That's why the FBI is corrupt through and through, top to bottom, and every inch of it in between. That means every person that works for the FBI is a corrupt son of a bitch, except for the whistleblowers. The rest of them all go along with it, all carry out the unlawful harassment of innocent people, raids on innocent people's homes, all of these agents who, all these pundits like this coward Hannity, well, the rank and file of the FBI, they're just fine. The rank and file of the FBI are every bit as corrupt as Christopher Ray. There is no getting around it. The facts tell you that. That's no one's opinion. Again, facts, just like Wesley Hunt just laid out for you. These are all facts. Wesley Hunt, do we expect blind justice from our government? The people expect us to have blind justice. They expect equal justice under the law. It is not the job of the DOJ or the FBI to prosecute Joe Biden's top political opponent who is leading in every single primary poll, and the Iowa caucuses are in six months. Let the people decide. It's our job to uphold the Constitution. As a West Point grad and military veteran, this is the Constitution I'm giving my life to protect, and I expect us all to uphold it likewise. That's a direct shot at Ray, a West Point grad and military veteran like myself, and I expect everyone else to uphold it too. That means you, Christopher Ray, you. Wesley Hunt pointed something out that I hadn't thought of. The irony, well, I'll let him tell it. I'll let him ask it. You have one government agency, the Secret Service, protecting the former president and his home, and another government agency, the FBI, raiding the same home. Now, to me, sir, that's tragically ironic. And we expect more from a functional constitutional republic, and these things shouldn't be happening. Now, it's my opinion that Joe Biden is the most unpopular president we have seen in a century. And that's why he knows the only way to stop President Trump from beating him in November is by putting him in jail. 
You talked about this, Mr. Fry. In the 247 years of this existence of this great nation, only one president has ever been indicted by the DOJ and has home raided by the FBI. Now, some have said that President Trump's indictment means that no one is above the law. Okay, all right, I would love to see that. But what about Hillary Clinton? And what about Joe Biden? And what about Hunter Biden, who is America's favorite son? Let me tell you something. I got a four-year-old daughter and a two-year-old daughter at my house. Hunter Biden, to me, is like glitter. He is on everything, and you cannot get rid of him. And yet nothing is going to be done about this. We're sick of it. We are sick of it. And again, Ray just sat there until Jim Jordan asked a very important question. In all of these prosecutions against President Trump, who is staffing the special counsel's investigation units? Are they the same people that went after Trump under Robert Mueller? Director, any agents who served on the Crossfire Hurricane investigation or the Mueller investigation, are any of those agents on Mr. Hur or Mr. Smith's special counsel team? I don't believe so, but... I can't, on the top of my head, go through the list of There's a lot of agents involved in the two investigations, and so um, let me check into that and see if there's any way we can get back to that, because I don't want to get out over my skis. You are an MFing liar. You low-rent rodent. Do you hear the hesitation from the question to the answer? Ray's trying to formulate the lie that he's going to tell. He got caught on that one. He wasn't prepared for that one. Yes, many of the same criminals that were on the Mueller team and the Crossfire Hurricane team, you can bet your sweet ass are on these teams. And he knows it, and that's why he wouldn't say. Let me get back to you. When do you suppose he'll get back to James Jordan? You know how long that would take? Five minutes. First of all, the director of the FBI would already know the answer. He knew it. And he knew the answer was, yes, they are. But he didn't want to endure any more ass-kicking. Wesley Hunt had already kicked him around like a rag doll. So why go, why go for more with Jim Jordan if you don't have to? That was the $64,000 question that Christopher Ray has no intention of ever answering. James Jordan will never get that information. Now, it's up to Jordan to follow up. Let's see if he does. He certainly should. Of all the sins that Biden's guilty of and all the laws that he's broken and all the crimes that he's committed, maybe the biggest one is human trafficking. He's engaged in one of the largest human trafficking schemes in the history of the world. All of these illegals that he's trafficking in the United States are going who knows where to do who knows what. Stephen Miller, the founder of America First, the Illegal Foundation. What would happen to me if I were found guilty of human trafficking? If you're guilty of human trafficking, one person, you could be looking at decades in prison for trafficking, for assault, for abuse, for kidnapping, for all of the constituent elements of that crime. Joe Biden is responsible and has orchestrated and directed and helped to facilitate 
the trafficking of millions of individuals, the smuggling of millions of people, including children, and the mass systemic violation of dozens of immigration laws on a daily basis over and over again. He is the criminal in chief. It's the truth. Again, these are facts. Facts. It's pretty incredible. So human trafficking should be added to the list of crimes uh, that eventually a Republican attorney general will go after Biden on. So why is Pennsylvania's governor so giddy? I mean, this guy seems like a bizarre fellow to be this excited over something. But Josh Shapiro is excited. You know what he's excited over? More mail-in balloting. Pennsylvania, it is National Voter Registration Day. And today, I am proud to announce that for the first time ever, Pennsylvania is an automatic voter registration state. That's right. From now on, when you get or renew your driver's license or an ID card at the DMV, you'll be registered to vote unless you choose not to. I made a commitment when I was campaigning for this office that we would bring automatic voter registration to Pennsylvania and break down the barriers for legal eligible voters. This is a key step to make our elections more secure. This is a key step to make our elections more secure. If by more secure, he means more certain that the Democrats can steal the election without being caught, he's right. Because that's what it's designed to do. But why now? Why yesterday? Why did it happen? Is that a coincidence, Kaylee McEnany? Why did this happen? The Democrat governor, why now? Guess what? Republicans are finally out-registering Democrats in that state. Democrats are still winning overall, but last month, Republicans added 3,000 new registrants. Democrats lost 500. So what happens? Republicans start taking the lead. We got to change the rules. Sound familiar? Republicans in the lead, stop counting. Republicans registering more voters than the Democrats. Hold on a minute. We'll make sure we register all the all the illegals. All you have to do is get a driver's license. And by the way, in Pennsylvania, we let you do that. Shouldn't everybody have to prove citizenship before getting a driver's license in this country? Isn't that the basic, the least we can require? Not in this corrupt government. Not a chance. And on top of all of that, there is guilty as sin of censoring us, of censoring publications. The courts have ruled that way. Appellate courts have ruled that way. And yet Biden doesn't care and nothing happens to him. Josh Hawley, what do we now know? We now know, thanks to the case Missouri versus Biden, that that's exactly what this administration, from the White House to the FBI to the State Department, to the CDC, to CISA, have all been meeting with the social media companies for years now, giving them direct commands about what to censor and take down, naming specific accounts and specific speech they want suppressed, threatening the social media platforms if they don't do it. And remarkably, I'm quoting the court here, the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals, and there's a huge evidentiary record. Everybody go, don't take my word for it. Go read the record. It's all on the record from the district court. What the Fifth Circuit said is, remarkably, the social media platforms all complied. 
All of them. They all agreed to be tools of the United States government and to censor what they were ordered to censor, to suppress the speech they were ordered to suppress. And by the way, just for the record, I think it's important to establish, the Federal Court of Appeals said directly, in no uncertain terms, this was a clear violation of the United States Constitution. The First Amendment does not allow the federal government to use private companies to censor when they wouldn't be able to do it themselves. And that's exactly what this administration has done. Can you imagine that? And let's be honest, before you post anything now on Facebook or somewhere else, do you at least in the back of your mind think uh, they're going to censor this? I think that all the time. Everything I write, I think they're going to censor. But I would have never had that thought if I hadn't known that they actually do it. And every one of them, as Holly said, went along with it. Every one of them willingly cooperated with a communist government to censor American citizens. What is it going to take for people to wake up? Now, I know that the polling is always corrupt, and that when it says Trump's ahead 48 to 46 or 46 to 44, I know it's more like 58 to 30. And they don't want you to think that because they want you to get out there and register to vote so you can write in paper ballots and cheat. God forbid that they would think Trump is winning in a, in a walkaway. They can't have you think that. So in the meantime, they'll try to put him in jail. That so far hasn't worked to injure his popularity. But they all went along with it. If you don't think the game is rigged, you're a stooge. You're just a pawn, an idiot in their game. And this Kristen Welker of NBC has a chance to question Donald Trump about his policies and about what he'll bring to the table as president. But rather than do that, she asks this question. No, I don't, really. I don't even think... Sorry, I edited the question off. She asked President Trump if he worries all the time about going to jail. No, I don't, really. I don't even think about it. I'm built a little differently, I guess, because I have had people come up to me and say, how do you do it, sir? How do you do it? Uh, I don't even think about it. Uh, these are corrupt people that I'm dealing with. They're destroying our country. I don't even think about it. All I think about is making the country great, making America great. Look, these are political, these are banana republic indictments. These are third world indictments. The president of the United States sees how we're doing. We have a movement, the likes of which has never happened in this country before. And he went to the attorney general of the United States and he told them, indict Trump. That's exactly what happened. When he said that to Welker, she says, oh, there's no evidence of that. Well, yeah, there is. These people claim, unless Joe Biden holds a news conference and says, oh, by the way, I told the attorney general to indict Trump, that means Biden didn't tell him that. I'm a person that is capable of critical thinking. I think most people are, except liberals. It doesn't take a genius to connect the dots. It doesn't take a genius once you find out how corrupt Merrick Garland has run the Department of Justice in terms of targeting people and other people get let go, like Hunter Biden, who, who gets a sweetheart deal from Merrick Garland only to be uncovered by a judge. 
They thought they were pulling a fast one. So how much critical thinking does it take on your part to connect Joe Biden to Merrick Garland, who is his puppy, and will do anything Biden tells him to do? Anything. Commit crimes? Garland salutes and says, yes, sir. Done. You're witnessing historical corruption in the government. And many people aren't paying attention. Way too many. We live in an apathetic country of, I would guess, 70% of the population that doesn't give a shit. They don't care. They're okay with paying higher taxes, higher gas prices, higher food prices, higher everything prices. Maybe one of the reasons uh, um, Heels Up Harris should consider as to why young people aren't buying homes is because interest rates are over 7%. Maybe it doesn't have anything to do with climate anxiety, you dumbass. Maybe it has to do with what you're charging them to get a loan. And you're doing that. And since they can't debate issues, what do the liberals come up with? Well, the New York City Council has renewed an effort. Let's take some statues down, including George Washington. This bill allows New York City to confront the deep-rooted legacies of slavery by mandating that the PDC create a plan for removal. We are acknowledging and rectifying historical wrongs. (laughs) They want to take down a statue of George Washington in New York City to rectify historical wrongs, mind you. Because that's what they're supposed to be doing. They're elected officials. That's the, the height of their agenda. I didn't realize New York City was doing so great. Apparently there's nothing wrong in New York City. And yet I heard the mayor just the other day screaming and yelling that they can't handle all of the illegal aliens that have been shipped to their sanctuary city and state. But the New York City Council thinks, no, hold on to that. We've got a statue to tear down. You people are nuts. And you people that support them are equally nuts. You'd have to ask yourself after hearing this, what the F is going on in California? In the last 24 hours, the California legislature has passed not one, not two, but four bills that are designed to remove children from their homes and into government systems where adults can have private conversations with them. And everyone, and I mean everyone, from the school bus driver to the cafeteria lady, will have knowledge about that child's gender confusion, about their stress or anxiety, their depression, except parents. The children are out. There is no more privacy. This is not an outing policy. This is a parental notification policy. Can you believe that? We actually live in a country that has a state like that. That the Democrats consider one of their darlings the guy who runs that state. And now comes this transgender named Sarah. Now, this is a guy who all of a sudden has become the spokesperson for the Ukrainian army and government. Sarah, this guy is an American. And J.D. Vance, the senator from Ohio, had the nerve to question what qualifies Sarah to be in such a high position of infiltration and influence In Ukraine, how dare him question her? Senator Vance recently asked the U.S. Director of National Intelligence, along with the Secretaries of State and Defense, 
if I was working in some capacity for the American government. Simply put, I'm an American serving as a Ukrainian infantry soldier and combat medic in the dual role of spokesperson and Russian disinformation analyst. The remaining speculation surrounding me is disappointing. While in Ukraine we are fighting for global liberty and the ideology of victory, too many in Moscow and across the world are still caught up in focusing on the tired trope of gender chaos. I only answer to three groups of people. My Ukrainian commanders, the Ukrainian people, and the American taxpayer. Oh, that's a little scary. That thing is frightening. But the last thing it said only answers to the three groups of people, one of them being the American taxpayer. So are we paying for it to be over there posing as the, as it said, Russian disinformation analyst? Do we really need our tax money paying for a Russian disinformation analyst, whatever that is? What is that, by the way? What does that person do? Uh, here's some Russian disinformation. Would you analyze it? Yes, sir, I will. Do I really get paid for this? Yes, the American taxpayer. Those dumbasses are going to pay for you. Literally, the American taxpayer is the dumbest form of human species on earth. You wouldn't let your own family waste your money like the government does, but you sit back and say nothing. J.D. Vance had a response to that video of the frightening Sarah. My first reaction when I saw this video was that SNL had somehow gotten funny again. I, I was sure that it was a big, it was a big comedy skit, and I was not in on the joke. And, and then I, I shockingly learned that this is actually a real person who really does purport to represent the Ukrainian military, which of course is almost uh, entirely funded at this point by the American taxpayer. Now, now here's the really crazy thing: is the original video that I was responding to. This person, this Ukrainian spokesperson, says that anybody who engages in Russian propaganda is going to be hunted down, literally threatening violence against anybody who engages in, quote, Russian propaganda. Multiple American journalists have been accused of engaging in Russian propaganda. Multiple members of the United States Senate have been accused. So are, are we really funding a military that is threatening the free speech rights of people who disagree with the Ukrainian war effort? That is preposterous and it gives lie to the idea that this is all about freedom and democracy. If we're all about freedom and democracy, why are our paid guns threatening the free speech rights of all Americans? They're going to hunt you down. I mean, these people are crazy. We need to start hunting them down and finishing them off because they're going to do it to you and to me. They're telling you they are. You disagree with them, they're hunting you down. That's that's what it said. It should be hunted down and eliminated. That's what it should be. I mean, this has just gotten ridiculous. Why are we putting up with these people, these criminal thugs? It's unbelievable. But we do. Well, we don't. We talked about the decaying atmosphere at athletic contests in this country, where you saw in Columbia, Missouri last week, 50,000 or so people rushing the field, many of whom had been overserved, you can guarantee it, tailgating all morning, drinking all morning. 
I'm not criticizing people for doing that. What I'm criticizing people for doing is rushing the field where only bad things can happen. Nothing good comes from that. Then you have in the stands, no doubt alcohol-fueled fights. You have now a murder in the stands at Gillette Stadium in New England during their game Sunday night against Miami. A witness to the murder described what he saw. It was kind of rowdy because you don't realize that somebody is about to die. You saw a fan deliver two punches to the victim, a Dolphins fan. He was wearing a Dolphins jersey, and um, the victim kind of just slumped over at that point. Usually after 30 seconds, they're going to wake up, and he just didn't move, and about two minutes went by, and I think that's when everybody figured out that there was an issue. He kind of looked lifeless leaving. It was definitely sad. Nobody goes to the game to, you know, witness a fight like that. Such a senseless way, and you know what I mean? It could have been avoided by all parties. So a Miami Dolphins fan in a Miami Dolphins jersey slugs a New England fan twice, kills him. Now this is a Patriots fan who's had season tickets for 30 years, so he's no doubt in his 50s or 60s. The stories circulating about him is that he himself saved a drowning little girl at the beach a few years ago, and now he's dead. His wife, you can imagine the shock she's in, releasing a statement saying she just can't even believe that she's hearing this, that it can't be true, and that she wants answers. Of course, she'll get answers from witnesses because they were around it. I would imagine the perpetrator will be charged with murder. That's what it should be. First-degree murder. It's incredible that this happens at a sporting event. It really is. I've seen and I've been at sporting events where, where fans would yell at other fans. I've seen that happen. I don't understand that. You know, I don't, Yell at the officials. Yell, yell at the players. What are you yelling at other fans for? I don't get that. That cannot end well. But people, you know, get into stadium scenarios. I've seen situations where the people are standing the whole time and other people get pissed off about that. But I personally have never witnessed an actual fight in the stands. I know there have been some at games when I've been there because I've read about them. But somebody got murdered because he went to a football game. He didn't get killed by some renegade thug that was hanging outside the stadium in the bad neighborhoods with a gun. He didn't get killed because somebody was carjacking him on the way out of the parking lot. He got killed by a fellow fan who used his bare hands to murder him. Now, you can say what you want, but I will insist always that some of the thuggery that we see during the games has now transferred itself into the stands. I blame the players. I blame the leagues. I blame the schools. I blame the coaches. They're all at fault. That crap could have been nipped in the bud long ago. All of the demonstrations with the, the celebrations by players on the field, mocking other players, trying to show them up, that used to be a penalty. Not anymore. You can do whatever you want. I mean, these asshats, if they happen to make a tackle on a big play or, God forbid, recover a fumble, 
they and their teammates run down to whatever end zone is closest and start posing as if they're on television. And, of course, the television cameras make the obligatory camera shot so that everybody can see these morons, these single-digit IQ imbeciles, rubbing it in. There is no sportsmanship anymore in games. None. Zero. Zippo. We've now reached a deadly point. What will be done about it? Nothing. Alcohol sales will not be limited. Won't happen. I mean, it'd be simple, wouldn't it? You can sell alcohol in the games, but here's the deal. There's got to be a way of monitoring with all the technology that we have how many particular beers a person has had. And just make it stop at four. That that seems to be a fair number. I don't think someone who has four beers is so drunk they can't function and that they'll murder somebody. But you get into seven and eight, you might have an issue. And, of course, we don't know what they've had at the tailgate party prior to coming in the stadium either. Now, we'll have to wait and see if alcohol was an issue in this one. What do you want to bet? And, folks, I'm no prude. Trust me. But when somebody gets murdered, we have to stop and think about what's going on here. And the thuggery on the field has to stop. The thug, street thug behavior has to end. Coaches could end it tomorrow. They won't. They're too much of a coward. But I'll say this, and I've said it, I said it on my sports show yesterday. No team has ever won anything in football that didn't have discipline. You will never see a champion that is undisciplined. So any coach that actually wants to win has to discipline the players. There has to be accountability for behavior. There is no accountability at the University of Missouri in their football program. If there were accountability, Luther Burden would be suspended for the next game for the mouth, the vulgarity that he used directed toward the Kansas State players as they were leaving the field for no reason. No reason whatsoever except that the Kansas State team had the nerve to show up in Columbia, my effing house, according to Luther Burden. So they showed up there to play a game, and that's how they were treated on the way out. Not by a drunken fan, but by a player from the home team who will face no, I repeat, no suspension or accountability whatsoever. You can count on it. And while we witness all of those things, we must pay attention to what took place at Auburn University. I believe it was last night. On campus, thousands gathered in the university's basketball arena for a worship service. At the end of the service, a student asked to be baptized. Well, they didn't. <laughs> excuse me. They didn't have a baptism pool in the auditorium, so they all spontaneously moved to a lake, a big lake, where over two hundred, I believe, was the number. Students asked to be baptized, including a football player whose head coach, Hugh Freeze. Baptized. It's a great story, and you'll hear from Michael Floyd and Kristen Carr, two students, throughout this piece. I've seen Auburn basketball beat Kentucky. I've seen um, Auburn football beat Alabama. But I have never seen something 
like I did on Tuesday night. Thousands packed Neville Arena for a night of worship. When it was ending, one student wanted to be baptized. But without a tub, crowds started gathering at this lake at Auburn's Red Barn, where roughly 200 people gave their life to Christ. Even head football coach Hugh Freeze got in the water to help. And that's just a message of unity thing. When you're a part of the body of Christ, you're never alone. Everyone was so just excited and joyful. Never in my life. I mean, I was even talking to adults who were there that were a part of it, and they said that they had never witnessed anything like that. Carpe diem to the Auburn University students and Coach Hugh Freeze. Now that's what a coach who's looking after his players does. But not this imbecile down in Columbia, this hillbilly hayseed that they have masquerading as a coach who rips into the fan base after the fans sold out for O'Field. What was their sin? According to the coach, and not the people that I know that were at the game who told me no such thing ever happened, but the coach claimed that the fans had the audacity to boo the quarterback. Well, I've got news for the coach. The quarterback is a paid professional athlete. And fans who pay a lot of money for tickets have every right to boo anybody. But that didn't sit well with the hillbilly, who's the coach at Missouri, who railed and screamed and said how pissed off he was at football fans who support his program. Then threatening them that if the zoo is coming to the loo, meaning they're playing in St. Louis this weekend against Memphis, that the fans had better show up. What is he going to do about it? Going to beat somebody up? He then reamed into a newspaper writer who dared to ask a question that seemed like a compliment to me. He asked Drinkwitz, the coach, if he'd ever seen his quarterback throw that well before. To which the coach replied, every day in practice, buddy. Why don't you stop asking questions that I have to defend the quarterback? Why don't you stop? Stop it now. I don't want to hear any of those questions anymore. That's his answer. Where's the anger coming from? They just won what they considered to be the biggest win in the history of the program, which, of course, it's not, but that's how they acted. They actually beat a team ranked 15th in the country, not 10th, not 5th, not 1st. And at Missouri, of course, that passes for a national celebration. But this guy, instead of being happy, was angry. It's incredible what's going on down there. It's just incredible. They're an impossible program to root for. Impossible. They're kind of like Biden. Who And this, this is the coup de grace as far as I'm concerned. He's speaking to people on different screens from different locations regarding the promotion of competition in the meat industry. Remember what I said, competition in the meat industry. Listen to him as he wanders into some deranged commentary stream, and then one of his lackeys tells the media, oh, time for you to leave. You know, everybody, I come from the state of Delaware. Everybody thinks the big industry is chemicals. It's chickens. Chickens. Broiler chickens. Billion dollar industries. <laughs> and uh, needs help. So anyway, sorry, I don't want to get too personal here. <laughs> okay. we're, um, uh, so uh, we're going to move to the next uh, set, but we're going to um, uh, pause for a moment and uh, for the press to exit. We're going to pause for a moment for the press to exit. 
because we don't want them hearing this lunatic wandering into Bidenville again. Remember, the meeting was promoting competition in the meat industry, and the dope, the single-digit dope, brings up the chicken industry and claims in Delaware it's a multi-billion-dollar industry, but they need help. What? And then, of course, the signature Biden lunatic mind-blown giggle. These people are unreal, aren't they? (laughs) I'm kind of lost. And while all of this happens, we have to ask a simple question. How in the world does a government lose an F-35 fighter jet? Leave it to the resident liar-in-chief John Kirby to explain. I called uh, my colleagues at the Defense Department to check in on that, and they are investigating this entire mishap, as you would anyway. And certainly they'll take a look at the search and recovery efforts of the aircraft and um, and how they found it and whether or not processes could have been different. When this is over, uh, there will be a complete, transparent, comprehensive investigation, and you can count on the Defense Department to come public with what they've learned. Does anybody believe that there'll be a transparent investigation and that we could count on the public to come forward with what they've learned. Anybody? Does anybody out there believe that? (laughs) If you do, I've got some land to say. It's underwater, of course, down in Florida somewhere. But if you'll believe that, you'll believe me when I tell you, hey, this is prime real estate for you. I tell you where prime real estate is where you can get some cars, and that's at stl-cars.com. Now, I say real estate. It's really not real estate. It's online. You won't see the cars in a parking lot. Oh, you'll see some. They have some in inventory at their offices. But they sell the cars right there for you to peruse online. You don't have to get out of your desk. You don't have to leave your comfort chair. Go to stl-cars.com. Check it out. Over a 1,000 vehicles, cars, SUVs, trucks. You pick. And when you pick the one you want, you call or text 314-626-3251. 314-626-3251. Ask for Don. That's at stl-cars.com. And he'll tell him what you want to pay, by the way. And he'll find that car or vehicle for you, a vast inventory all through the country that he has, and he'll have it for you. I have purchased three different vehicles from him through the years. My son has purchased one just recently, an SUV. His came from Alabama. Mine came, last one came from Tennessee. It's that simple, folks. I didn't spend seven hours going from dealership to dealership, spending a day or two days even to get my car. I simply checked the website, stl-cars.com. Then call or text Don, 314-626-3251. They're right here in Ellisville, locally owned and operated off Manchester Road. But check the website out. That's the way it works. All right, we'll take a quick break, and we're coming right back in the Monster Energy Drink. And I've got my Monster Energy Drink can sitting right here. Ten calories, sugar-free. I am ready to take on the day because I can do two radio shows in a day. You know why? Monster Energy Drink gets me there. By the end of the second show, I'm going to start to get a little tired, but guess what I have? Monster Energy Drink. So I get that boost of energy right when I need it the most, and that's a fact. We're back right after this.
see you. You were shining like a diamond in that dress. We were young and love and reckless. We were just two kids. When I went sign my name, now here I am. Just a few months later, coming home to you. I'm flying with my brothers. Yeah, we fought real hard. We're all packed up and headed home. If you're reading this, there'll come a time real soon. Where family, friends, and flowers fill the room. And two men with starch white gloves fold the colors till they touch. It's probably more than I deserve, but I'm proud to get this much. Welcome back in. Kevin Slayton with you. Glad you're along for the ride on this hump day. 
That's right. It's hump day. Wednesday here in the Midwest. Our phone lines are always open for you. 636-348-4460. 636-348-4460. And you can jump in and join us on any of the topics that we've discussed. Our sports show, of course, will be coming along at noon on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Our monster energy drink, STL-Cars.com, Window World, Kings Court, sports version, noon to two, every single day, Monday through Friday. Um, I mentioned Window World, and I, I should mention them a little bit more in depth, because folks, if you're looking for windows, there is only one place to go, and I can endorse it because that's what I did. I called Window World because I wanted a free in-home estimate when hail had broken through my windows. 314-993-1800. 314-993-1800. A free in-home estimate awaits you if you make that call. You'll be getting the preferred window of the Blues, the official window of the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, those two sports organizations don't just go into business with anyone. They thoroughly vet whomever they're doing business with. But at Window World, they give you a lifetime warranty that covers all parts, glass breakage, and labor. Glass breakage. Now, how can they do that? Window World gives you that warranty because they use double-strength glass in their windows. That's not an upsell. That's not an add-on. That's not extra-priced. And they offer you 18 months same-as-cash financing with approved credit. But here's something else. With Window World, you're getting a product that I have stood on, I have jumped on, I have kicked, I have tried to damage on the showroom floor, and I couldn't even crease it. That's the product you're getting. You're going to have your utility bills go down. Mine went down. You can't beat it. You can't beat it. I was uh, informed by a listener that he met with a guy from Window World the other day at their home. They were the lowest bid they received. I've of, I've often told you don't you don't even have to compare the prices. I've done it for you. Our listeners have done it for you. It's outrageously beneficial to go with Window World. They were getting twenty plus windows and two sliding doors. That's a big chunk of money. And so what happened? They met with two other companies. Window World was $13,000 less than the next closest. That's a huge difference. Not only that, he said, unlike the other companies, they want you to make a decision right then and there. The Window World guy couldn't have been nicer and more patient. I'm reading from his text here to me. He didn't expect us to make such a big decision in one meeting and said his bid was good for 30 days. That's how Window World treats you. 314-993-1800. Trust me, you cannot go wrong there. You cannot go wrong. It's amazing. You know, our sponsors, and we we have great sponsors, and I am partial to them because they're wonderful. Um, I don't have sponsors that I wouldn't do business with myself. When I do Windows, I call Window World. It's that simple. It's the same with any of our sponsors. I drink Monster Energy Drink. That's how I do it. When I get a new car, I go to stl-cars.com. When I eat fast food, it's Taco Bell. It's, it's real simple. All of our sponsors are that way. We have a great relationship with them. And we hope you understand that the only reason we're on the air is because of them. So always support them, if you would. 
Jason Whitlock is a guy that I tend to agree with almost all the time. But he's written a column that I completely disagree with, probably 98% of it. He was watching the uh, 60 Minutes piece on Deion Sanders the other night, and Whitlock compared him to a guy who's a huckster and who's a shyster and who's selling BS, okay, to each his own, right? And he claims that when Dion said that it was God who led him to Boulder, Colorado, he says that was a lie. Now, I don't know what's in a man's heart. Uh, Dion Sanders, I know, changed his life, turned it around when he gave his life to God. That has been documented for years. That's not a new phenomenon. Not at all. Dion's quote in the piece was, God wouldn't relocate me to something that was successful. It doesn't make sense. He had to find the most disappointing, the most difficult task, and this is what it was, and this is what it is, and I love that. It bothers Jason Whitlock. He says, of the many things Sanders has done and said that make me uncomfortable since he's been in Colorado, this insistence on defining his actions as God-inspired that bother me the most. I don't know why that would be the case. If Deion Sanders believes that God inspired his move, who is Jason Whitlock to say it's not true? He says money and security motivated Dion's Boulder, Colorado relocation. Nothing else. God had nothing to do with it. Well, that's interesting because if Jason had listened to the entire interview, he would have heard Deion Sanders say that he tells his players at Jackson State when he was leaving there that opportunity had presented itself for him and his family and his kids. And that in their life, at some point, opportunity will present itself. And they should take advantage of the opportunity. Nothing untoward at all. I don't quite get that. Jason Whitlock seems upset that Sanders wanted to escape Jackson, Mississippi, where Jackson State was. Well, it's a city of poverty and crime. But I guarantee you, Dion didn't live in a trailer down by the river. And Dion said in the interview, I think truth is good for kids. We're so busy lying, we don't even recognize the truth no, is no more in society. We want everybody to feel good, and that's not the way life is. I thought that was a great message to send out. But Jason Whitlock says, no one is spewing and hearing more lies this season than Deion Sanders. He's an idol to be worshipped by sportscasters, social media influencers, and sports fans, ruled by racial idolatry. He says, Dion isn't the mastermind of a miracle turnaround. He's a brand that Colorado purchased and gave a blank check to buy players and coaches. How did he buy players and how did he buy coaches? Coaches are hired the same way at every university. If a coach thinks it's a good idea to go to a certain person's coaching staff and the money's right, he'll go. What, what, that's the same with every job in America. What do you mean a blank check to buy players? Players get NIL money now. They get it everywhere. Everywhere. Star players are making in the millions. You see them on commercials. He says his problem is with Dion and the people selling it as some sort of righteous, godly, black-empowering movement. I don't think that's how Dion sells his program. He claims it's a money grab by all parties. It's elitist and privileged. I don't see it that way. 
And keen observers, Jason Whitlock said, could see the fraudulence Saturday night on display in their game. The man claiming God as his motivating force invited the gangster rap world to his locker room and sideline. That part I agree with. Remember I said 98% I don't agree with? I agree with that. Keep the rappers away. They're trouble. They're only trouble for the kids in your locker room. They're trouble for the school, and something bad will come of it. That's for sure. That's a mistake on Dion's part, but Dion never claimed to be perfect. Whitlock says this has nothing to do with uplifting black people. Well, he never said it did. Never did Dion say anything like that. He seems, uh, Whitlock does, to be pissed off at Dion for leaving a city with a black population of 1% to a city with, or excuse me, uh, leaving a city with an 83% black population to a city with less than 1% Boulder, Colorado. Well, where do you live, Jason Whitlock? You live in Nashville, Tennessee. How many blacks live there? What's the percentage? I just don't get it. Why make this about black power? He keeps repeating that in his article, in his column. He says, the fraudulence would be hilarious if it were not so sad. Black elites are the true face of white supremacy. They have no interest in ending oppression. They want to benefit from it. They hate the working class and the poor. I agree with that. They have no moral anchor, no firm set of values. Agree with that. Hypocrisy is their defining moral code. Agree with that. But that's not Deion Sanders. He is helping kids, white and black, who want to play football. He's making them accountable. He's making them earn their way. Hmm. He claims that because Dion's son drives a Mercedes SUV and loves flashing his diamond-encrusted Rolex watch, that somehow that drips with arrogance. It probably does. But it's not unique. It's not unique at all. He claims that Colorado is the Black Duke. That they're trying to make him into Coach K. I'm sorry, I just don't see where Jason Whitlock is trying to go with this. Good afternoon, or good morning, Kevin. We've got a, a minute or so. How are you? Oops, hold on one second. We've, okay, now I think we've got you. Go ahead. You got me? How are you, sir? We're doing well. That's good. Um, quick quick bit of correction. The Auburn event was a week ago Tuesday, um, and it took this long for it to come out, obviously, because it was only in the media 0%, um, other than I think Christian Broadcasting Network you know, said something about it. That was about it. Um, but it, it's a great movement. It's it's awesome. Um about the deal with Whitlock, I'm with you 100%. Whitlock's off the rails on this one, and I think he needs to educate himself a little bit on not only Dion, but on people that turn their life over to Christ. Because just talked to some men in a men's group about this this week. A lot of Christian men are misunderstood because they think that the they, even Christian women, they think that the Christian has to be perfect. If the Christian was perfect, there'd be nobody going to church. OK, um, everybody that goes to church, everybody that's a Christian is imperfect. They're going to have things that they do that may be questionable. But at the same time, we're not supposed to not have any any blessings. I mean, the, the, the Lord blesses us with opportunity. He blesses us with, you know, people in our lives and, 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 and money. And, and I'll guarantee you, I don't know Dan Sanders personally. And he doesn't have to say it to anybody, but I bet he gives a fair amount of tithing to whatever church he goes to. Have so, no idea. 
and I, and it's not important to me whether he does or doesn't, but he has been very open about his life change and how much better his life has become since he made that change. That well, is somebody who is proud of well, what he's been able to accomplish in life, but also understands his happiness came from God, not from all of the riches that he that he enjoyed, and he enjoyed them all. He had everything. He had women, he had cars, he had homes, he had money. And he said he was desperately unhappy and was on the verge of suicide. Yep. Well, to me, that's a great story of redemption, and I don't know why Whitlock considers that to be phony. I, I don't get it. Dion practices what he preaches. It's it's not to me. There's not a phony bone in his body. Every every guy that reaches a pinna, the pinnacle of success in their given profession has some arrogance in them, or they wouldn't have gotten there. Well, we we've, we've we've probably all had a bit of arrogance in our life at some point. I mean, that's just some some part of human nature, in my opinion. Absolutely. But, but when you turn your life over, you know, you're you're trying to be better. You're you're trying to sin less and not be sinless. We're always going to sin. Nobody's perfect. So we're just trying to be better, and that's what he's trying to be. And if you want to fault the guy for taking an opportunity on a job promotion, then wait a minute, Whitlock, are you just sour grace because you're not on network TV somewhere? I, I mean, that's, that's just well, he was. That he was. He had good jobs, and he and he and he was a columnist for the Kansas City Star, I believe it was, uh, and he left to get a better job. Well, there you go. And no one no one holds that against him. That's what people do. When you get a better gig, you take it. If it benefits you and your family, if it isn't just for money, clearly when you get a raise, you consider a job. But if it's yep. not the right fit, you don't take it. Yep, yep. He clearly believes this is the right fit for him and his family and his kids. What's wrong with that? Exactly. And and I do fault him for a couple of things with the team he needs to fix, but that's with any coach. I mean, I, I coached sport high school sports for 20 years. I, you, sometimes you got to fix things and sometimes it goes off the rails, but it doesn't mean you're a bad person or a bad Christian no, for it. And it doesn't mean you're a phony either. Hey, I got to run. Thanks, Kevin. Hey, Kevin, just one quick thing, sir. I call you every time during the week when it's on this day, but it's my birthday today. It'd mean a lot to me if I had a happy birthday, Carpe Diem from the King. Happy birthday and Carpe Diem, Kevin. Oh, man, you're awesome. Made my day. I appreciate it. That's just second best to my wife kissing me this morning and telling me happy birthday. It better be second best. All right, man, thanks. God bless, brother. Take care. Yep, you too. All right, time for us to run and dash. We'll be back at noon on the sports show on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com and the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com sports show. That's going to wrap us here in the Monster Energy Drink show, though, and you can get this podcast shortly after we're done on any of those platforms that we've told you about. Anchor, Amazon, Apple, Google, Spotify, and KevinSlaytonShow.com. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everybody.